Oh, what a day! What a lovely day! Oh, what's in the box? Because it's all part of the plan. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Explosive Hammer Movie Podcast, episode 098. So, so close to 100. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy. As always, joining my co-host, Brian. Brian, how are you this week? I'm good. I'm currently in Columbus. That wasn't the case last week, though, last weekend. Yes, this is very, very important, okay? (laughs) So, I drove up to Ohio. Brian and I met up last weekend for the first time, uh, definitely since the beginning of this podcast, but also for the first time since, like, 2012, I think. Um, so that was fucking incredible, but I was just thinking about how insane it is that like, we've been doing this podcast for almost five years, almost a hundred episodes and we have done it all without ever seeing each other in person. Yeah. Like that's fucking insane. Yeah. Um, the five years thing is a big one for me. Like the hundred episodes obviously is, is going to be a fun, cool milestone coming up, but yeah. you know, we don't do, we're not like on the, the weekly release or whatever you know we'll get one every two weeks so the right. fact that that just means it's equal out to five years now like that's pretty crazy and like yeah. you said do you i so when was the last time that we saw each other in person that you did did we after high school that's that's a dumb question i feel bad asking that but yeah what, yeah we did a few times because the one time that we did the um all the crazy ideas like in our top three movies and i said king kong that was after high school oh okay okay yeah (laughs) Um, (laughs) yeah so the last time i had like a couple of like get-togethers right before i left and i know you were at one of them at least that makes sense but 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 it's but it's been i mean so 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 what 10 years then i guess right like yeah yeah it's yeah it's still been 10 years and like you said not since we started the podcast um not because we're avoiding each other, even though we definitely are, obviously. <laughs> um, no, but because like you're in the Coast Guard and that puts you in different places. And I'm not uh, in Dover, which isn't like a huge thing because I was av- obviously able to come up from Columbus, but I don't have any connection there where your family still lives, obviously. So like, you know, I it's I gotta gotta make an excuse or whatever to come there. Um, but it was fun and uh, first time being back home for both of us in quite a while. Just, yeah, yeah. Just interesting. It, was, it was very, very cool. Oh, also, uh, shout out to my sister Katie. First time seeing <laughs> her in a while, and we get to talk some movies. So, uh, been watching some of the same stuff. She does have a story that I thought was really funny. Um, she was telling me that, like, her and her friends get together every now and then, and, like, the idea is, like, hey, let's get together. We'll watch, like, a funny movie or something like that. Like, just kind of, like, chill or whatever. And she said, three out of three times, they've watched, like, gut wrenching dramas. <laughs> like, and, <sighs> Beautiful Boy was one of them. I don't know how they land on these movies, but she said they just end up watching these like terribly sad movies. So like you're saying when they when they the idea is kind of to watch let's watch like a super bad like funny whatever yeah, exactly. and then yeah. they end up just watching like Manchester by the Sea instead. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so I don't know what's up next for him. Maybe it's the whale or something like that. <laughs> yeah, dude, for real. And that's like the the, the non-complaint complaint that i i've heard about that movie everybody that's like asked that i've seen asked like is it good they're like yeah but like it's just so, like so sad and so i'm like oh man like how yeah. how truly sad is this movie that like it's like effect like it's almost making right. people question how much they like it or whatever but but i guess i understand that obviously given the premise and and whatnot and brandon um being supposedly really good in it to win the oscar and stuff but um yeah so you and sometimes sometimes i'm in the mood for just like a little for torturing myself yeah for a little sad movie <laughs> exactly do you but do you is the idea still going forward that maybe they won't that they'll try something 
I don't know. Something fun. Like, I, I didn't ask, but I'm wondering, like, are they just, like, locked in now? Yeah. Like, they started a new, like, sad movie club unintentionally? I was, it's funny I said club. I was just going to say this is, like, the New Age book club, kind of. For, <laughs> yeah. We don't read anymore, but you know what? There should be book clubs where it's just exclusively movies based on books. Like, we could just oh, yeah. watch Well, them. hey, I mean, that's what this pod is for You're me. Right. I mean, really, it is a movie club. Oh. Speaking of torture, speaking of sad things, we're talking about The Last of Us this week which has lots and lots of sad moments. And uh, so we're just going to do the, capture the season as a whole here and run through um, each episode, talk about our highs, talk about our lows. Uh, biggest low for me right now is just that this is the, what, second or third Sunday we're going without an episode, yeah. and I'm ready to rewatch the season. Are you really? Like, for real, though? yeah like for real well i asked mckenzie the other night i was like do you want to rewatch the season and she was like kind of but like i kind of want to play the game instead oh dude oh yeah so i don't know we're either rewatching the season or playing the game or both is there any chance and this is just like like literally me personally if i'm the only you could listen to this <laughs> these videos as private is there any way that you could try to convince her to do to play on a like for a video while you do commentary or something like i would i would honestly Ooh, i would love, love to that. watch that <laughs> Ooh, i would love that i would love to see her reaction to the game and everything i i really really like watching people play this game because it's like watching a movie being played like yeah it's, it's i so do fun. too and I love that, like, the the general commentary for the show is, like, the two audiences that are watching the show are people who played the game and the people with them who played the game. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> <clears throat> but, yeah, and also, like, I kind of hope that she gets through it because I, I, even though it was fun watching it with her without her having played the game, I would kind of like her to play the second one before we watch the show because there's a lot more to unpack in part two. And I also think there's something to playing the game now after watching the series rather than how you did it like it's one thing for how you know people played the game reacting to the show which is the common way to do it but now that the game because i think what the game they showed that the sales of the game went just like skyrocketed i'm pretty sure after the show came out yeah 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 so that may and that makes total sense i probably still won't play it but i'm tempted um but like for people to play the game then for the first time after the show and have that inverse reaction of oh i I know what's coming up or holy shit, this video game scene is exactly like the show, you know, the opposite yeah. of how, of how people would see it. So that's, I think that's um, really cool uh, for people to be able to experience it that way. And, um, and, and just uh, kudos just to the show in general for being, and we'll get into it obviously, but just being so um, faithful to its, uh, its yeah. source material. So, yeah, like you said, we'll, we'll definitely get into details, but one thing I loved is that there are some differences, some subtle differences and some major differences yeah. between the show and the game. I think that's really awesome because it just pairs them like so much better where you could do it in either order and you have something to gain, <clears throat> whether you're watching the show first and then playing the game or the other way around. Right. Yep, exactly. Uh, that's a very good point. And, and, and also um, to, to, to speak on the the major changes um, which are which are you know not like a ton really i don't i can't think of well there's the you know we have the one whatever and but the the fact that some people would be upset at any change notably episode three it's like how i can't what what fun would it be in watching um literally the cutscenes of the game come to life you know what i mean like what that's not that's just not how tv shows work character development um and adaptations and things like that like they'll follow you know they're gonna follow the source material and they do really good here but it's like to expect no deviations and things like that that's not that wouldn't make any sense so right (laughs) especially because 
I mean, I've I have I've watched YouTube videos of like all the cutscenes put together. I mean, I haven't like sat down and watched it start to finish, but there have been a few times where I've been like, man, that story was so good. I'm gonna go watch some cutscenes. That <laughs> yeah, <So> like, <laughs> to just be watching that exact thing for the tenth time, but like, now it's Pedro's face. It's like, dude, what, what am I doing here? Right. <laughs> um. Okay. So, I don't know if we've touched on it before. You, you tried the game. Is that right? Jesus, don't do this to me. I'm yeah. sorry. I just you don't have to go into details. I just know you did try the game, but just you did not. But you knew the story. Yeah. So uh, okay. I'll just give a quick rundown of how I of how I got into the show and everything. Because like you said, I tried playing the game early on. Um, it wasn't exactly the case of when I tried playing Skyrim and you're like released into the sewers very on in uh, in Skyrim and. I was supposed to fight sewer rats and I couldn't beat the sewer rats and I got so I I stopped playing the game then like I never touched Skyrim again because I couldn't beat the sewer rats. Um, Wasn't gonna bring that up, but I do remember <laughs> that very much so because every time I've played that game since then, I always think of that when I see those rats. <laughs> Absolutely, fuck those rats to death. Uh, potentially ruined a uh, game experience for me, um, and I take no responsibility. It's just the rats. Yeah, but similarly, but not the the Last of Us. I tried. I played like the first level, which is like. So I guess, because I remember up until the point that I stopped playing, so looking back, I clearly must have gotten through the opening cutscene, which is a very, very important, or like the opening up until the point of getting Ellie, I should say, because okay. I remember stealthing when the first or second episode happens and they're escaping the city, Joel, uh, Ellie, and um, T- Tess, is it Tess, I think? Mm-hmm. Um, when when that's happening, I rem- that's what triggered in my memory. Oh, I played this level in the game because I remember the sneaking, looking out for Fedra guards, all that stuff. At least I think so. Unless, does it play out very similar with Joel and his daughter? Is that is that in how- the game? You're saying yes, in the game because maybe that's yeah, it I does. Think. And I want to say it's mostly cutscene. Like I know that you have control of the characters a little bit, but it's just kind of like walking through the house or whatever. Okay, yeah. Like, it's, not, it's really not... It goes by really fast, like, that first bit. Okay, because I even think I might have gotten to the first clicker. And that, for me, uh, which is kind of relevant now because I'm, I've am i learned that I'm just very afraid of, of video games. I think I maybe stopped playing because I was afraid of the clickers, which is such a sad, really sad thing to say. But similarly, the Resident Evil 4 remake just came out, and it's one of my favorite games. You know, I named my cat Leon after the main character growing up. Um, and now I've realized that like, I'm literally too scared to play the remake without like somebody else in the room or so, or something like I, I, I which is weird because yeah. I played it multiple times through. So I think that had something to do with the game anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, for, and for anybody that hasn't played the game, like I'm going to back Brian up on this. Like it's very um, intense. Like your adrenaline is pumping because there's, the whole, the whole point, like, with the clickers and everything is not making any sound or anything like yes. that. So you're, you're just, like, it's very quiet until it's very not quiet. So it, it is pretty scary. Yes, it's such a good point because it's, like, it, it, like, almost builds up to not, not a jump scare because it's so tense. You're creeping around trying not to disturb <laughs> them. But you kind of know when you do that there's, like, a jump scare-esque thing coming because they're now coming for you. Um So it did, like, I saw so, – and I'm not afraid. I'm literally, you know, admitting it. Like, I was a – I was a – I don't want to say pussy. That's not this word, but I was, you know, I was afraid. Um, so yeah, like a long-winded way of saying that's kind of why I didn't play the game. But then I ended up once I learned of the show coming out and Pedro. I think for me, Pedro was the first person I learned being cast in it, which obviously he's Joel, so that was a big thing. Um, I knew that I liked Pedro, so I ended up reading the Wikipedia, 
of the plot of the first game, the DLC, the second game. Um, I watched multiple cutscenes on YouTube. Um, can I can I say spoiler and then say something about the second game? For sure. Okay, so spoiler because this is big the, spoiler, big spoiler. Yes, 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 for real. Because okay. if we're, <laughs> no, because if we're talking about the first season, you've watched it's one thing. This would be for the second season. Once I because I didn't really know about the second game. I didn't even know that it was Ellie sort of more more grown or whatever. You know, being able to mm-hmm. sort of handle herself. So once I read that she watches um, Jolt die get killed, I was like, what the fuck? Whoa, whoa, whoa. And I went to YouTube immediately and watched like that scene and like all these other cutscenes from the second game. Um, yeah. So I very much educated myself on on everything in this game that I didn't play and didn't care for back in the day, but now I'm like, like very much obviously invested in it and um, and did it for the show and I'm and uh, happy I did. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I, I'm also very very invested. I know we were just talking about this last weekend, but I have like my giant forearm tattoo is inspired by Ellie's yes. tattoo. All my wallpapers on my phone, my computer. Mackenzie for years has been like, why are you obsessed with this girl? This is kind of weird. And now she's seen the show, so hopefully it makes a little more sense. Probably still a little weird, but whatever. Yeah, if it hasn't if it hasn't been outwardly stated yet, or if it's not obvious, you played every you've played both games and the and the DLC. I think you said right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you're very well. Um, equated with the material and you do you want to say what you told me about the tattoo which i thought was funny um i don't remember just that if the show wasn't good it's just like oh, like it's yeah. one that like you show off the tattoo if it's a really good show and more people will understand it but then if the show just like bombed and people hated it it's just like oh yeah no i mean it's from the game the game's pretty good whatever yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's at least it's different enough that i could play it off and be like no i just like fucking love moths <laughs> like they're the coolest yeah <laughs> Um, all right. Well, at, before we run the risk of doing a, a 10 hour episode, um, are you ready to kick off with episode one? Yep. I'm ready. All right. When you're lost in the darkness, love this. This is a big line. Actually the lines in the first episode, but also in the game, this is a big thing. Like when you're lost in the darkness and look for the light. Um, so the show opens up, um, you get a little more intro to the, the cordyceps infection which i thought was really cool and then we'll talk more about it later but they really expanded on that um from the game okay and so we meet joel we meet his daughter we meet tommy i love their interactions like when they're having breakfast and that's and they're getting ready they're going out like it's very um they're all just very playful with each other you know like lots of jokes aimed at each other and stuff like that and and that's carried over from the game but i just really like this like relationship that Joel is a single dad and his daughter and his brother Tommy have. Um, at any point, feel free to stop me as I'm running. Through <laughs> <this>. <laughs> um, then we run into, um, I, I guess I don't want to go into too much detail with these, so I'm going to try and keep it very light. Then we run into the actual outbreak. We see shit go absolutely crazy. And this all happens like very, very quick in the show too. But I, like I said, I think it also happens as quick in the game. Um, shit goes sideways and, uh, Joel, Tommy and his daughter, uh, escape. They are driving through the city. That scene is like one of the most gripping things I've ever seen when they're like driving, they pass like the burning house and then they drive into the city and that fucking airplane crash. The airplane crash is insane. Oh, but also as quickly before that, when they pass people and they don't slow down for them, it's a, it's, you know, it's another like 
Oh, holy yeah. shit! Well, we kind of learn we kind of learn a little bit about Joel there as a character, I guess. What he's willing yeah, to do. Yeah, because specifically it's a like a, a family, it's, right? Like with there's a, kid. a child yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, the airplane crash. I really thought if there if anything was going to be like kind of like cheesy or really bad CGI right off the bat, it was going to be that. But that that scene was fucking incredible. Yeah, it didn't look it didn't look terrible. It doesn't it doesn't look like uh you know a movie with an insane budget, or whatever. But it looked just like any disaster movie, or whatever. It didn't look bad. And then yeah, like the but then it, like the actual scene itself, obviously the. I think he was like what trying to speed away to get like as the plane's yeah. coming down. So kind of a little reminiscent of like the bus scene in A Quiet Place Part Two, where oh, yeah. when that's coming at him and it's just like you know throw it in reverse. I don't I can't remember if it's reversed in the show or whatever, but just like throw the car into whatever gear and just like fucking slam mm. on the brakes, getting away as fast as possible from this this thing coming down as the world's just crumbling around you. <laughs> also, I like that uh, in the show that the car when the car is like destroyed or whatever, it blocks them off in an alleyway. Yeah, which is like how it happens in the game, but it makes more sense in games when you get like closed mm-hmm. off in a separate area or whatever. But in the show, like it actually kind of worked too, and I I thought that was kind of cool. That also is it is like funny that they just like literally it was like oh no, there's an obstacle, Tommy, you go this way, we'll go this way, and we'll meet <laughs> yeah. you there. Like yeah, like literally video game stuff. <laughs> uh, and then of course, big big scene, Sarah gets shot by the by the military dude this was the first um, of many tears that i've shed through the series but this was the first be- just yeah. because i thought they did a really um you know this episode uh well not the full episode but just the fact that it's um they they gave me just enough of sarah and joel's relationship with the watch and everything and sarah being a really good actress i thought that when it happens it, it really like it's like and, and and pedro's acting when it happens um very very sad and just like holy shit yeah, I was going to say the same. They did a really great job at, like, humanizing Sarah in really short amount of time. Yeah, for real. Like, for me to feel that sad about the relationship whenever it was, like, half of the episode, like, I, it was so well done. Yeah. And so I watched, I, like, vetted the first three episodes before I watched it with Mackenzie. I'm <laughs> glad I did, partially because I was bawling the first time that I saw this. And then the second time I watched it, I was still some tears, but not as much. Yeah. Um. And I also will just say before we officially get off of the Sarah Joel thing, I thought it was a cool, uh, and I don't know how much this happens in the game, but I think it does. They, they make nods to we're out of pancake mix um, or we don't have flour or something like that because we will later learn um, that flour was the, the sort of how the outbreak, uh, um, sorry, the, like the fungus spore was, was in contaminated flour and that's how it got spread throughout the the country and things and well the world um so i thought it's kind of cool there's like a couple like she doesn't eat the cookies that are later made in the episode you know there are mm-hmm. things that happen where they they're showing us um how people are getting infected and how they avoided it and that actually that wasn't touched on on the game but reddit people caught on to that very very quick like Dude, by the yeah. second episode they knew what was going on <laughs> honestly that was pretty incredible <laughs> it was um so then we fast forward to 20 years later we see tommy we meet tess um we do eventually meet Marlene and Ellie. Um, one thing I thought was interesting is uh, in the official podcast for the show, they said that originally this was split up where Joel and Ellie didn't meet until the second episode. Oh, interesting. Okay. And when they screened that, people were just like, oh, well, I want to see them meet. Like, why, uh, why do I really care? I care less about these two characters without knowing that they meet and, you know, whatnot. So. Okay, so that... When in so that's the whole thing about the first episode was so long and supposedly it did end up being combined. That's what right? Yep. Something like that was a combined. Yeah, first and that's episode, why it's so that's that, why it's a nine episode season. Yeah, exactly. Also. Instead of ten. Yep. Okay. So all of that totally makes sense. Yeah, 
And so our intro to Ellie, intro to Marlene, like those are they're very short, but I thought those were very cool. Again, uh, established those characters really well. It was played by the same uh, voice actress, Marlene, too. So shout out to that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, this th- these first few episodes are like very very close to the game. So this is like all just you know kind of like a whatever. Everything was more or less redone, I guess. Yeah, and then and then also one uh, little little change they made, which I which I liked, is that they keep the twenty year jump, but they change the years, right, to make it um, contemporary oh, yeah, with yeah. us. I'm pretty sure something like that. Yeah, so that's cool. Um, the season, or I'm sorry, the episode ends uh, with Joel, Ellie, and Tess. They're embarking on their journey. They come across that soldier outside. Oh, Joel man. kills that guy. Oh, bro, um, so brutal. <laughs> <laughs> it is very very brutal i like how they did that the flashbacks to the first thing like like they did a really good job at just creating some like powerful establishments of the characters in the very first episode yeah um all right then we move on to episode two infected the first huge part of this episode is when they're uh not necessarily explaining exactly what happened but they're really showing the origin of the outbreak which i thought was very very cool because again it's not really touched on very much in the game uh, and well, and we also did learn about Ellie, Ellie's immunity, right? At the end of, that was another, that was like the other really big thing at the end. Of oh, yes, yes, one. yes. Sorry. Yeah. And at the end of the episode one. Yeah. And then, yeah, we get into the, to the, which I thought was cool in the show. Like, um, yeah, the whole origin, the way, like how he scans her or whatever. And they're all freaking out. Is oh, oh, at the end of episode one, you're sorry. I was, I was going into the, the next episode. Oh, the origin of the outbreak. Yeah. The origin of the outbreak. But no, also that like, um. Is that what happens in the game? They scan that happens, and she could no, no, no. I like, think so. Bro, yeah, okay, that's what I thought. Because I but. do remember the t- like Tess yelling like Joel, like freaking out. When yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> um. Okay, so sorry. Now we jumped around a little bit, but yeah, we get the the intro to the outbreak, and then we come back to uh, Ellie, Joel, and Tess. There, uh, Ellie's explaining what happened, everything like that. They still don't know exactly what is going to happen when they transport her um to the fireflies but the stakes are obviously high that ellie needs to get to this place like marlene makes that very clear when she sets up the deal yeah she's she's promising them like double whatever they were promised before for stuff like it's like i'll give you literally whatever to do this which i thought was funny because they went from a truck battery to like a whole like truck fully outfitted yeah like like weapons whatever they needed i will give you a tank if you can get her here (laughs) yeah um so this episode is where we first see the clickers um which it was very very cool moment i kind of wish there had been a little more throughout the season but um the clickers were that scene was fucking scary just like the game the oh when they're I was trying to remember what it was when they go into the building when they divert um their path right to go through the building yeah or whatever. and then yes that was uh very scary and and like you were saying that you wish there was what a little more clickers throughout the whole series you just yeah you said, yeah that was that's another thing that a lot of people um not, I, not so much complained about noted I guess I mean, you mm-hmm. know little complaints whatever because it's funny because like I t- I want when I look back at the series I agree with that. But throughout the series, I didn't find myself caring too much because of how much it was like, like, um, just, just like a really, just an amazing story between, you know, between Pedro and Bella, uh, Joel and Ellie. Yeah. Um, but I, but I do totally agree with like, 
like there could have been just a little like just a little bit more the episodes were long enough that it wouldn't have bothered me if if two of the nine episodes had five more minutes of you know of clicker stuff just like some yeah some kind of encounter with a yeah clicker. exactly yeah definitely I, I it actually makes me really happy that you brought that up though or that you said that because um i think one of the things that's like really fascinating about the story is that everything with the outbreak and with the clickers and the the infected is like that's all just kind of like catalyst for this whole other story which is like really in the end just kind of about like fatherhood and and love i feel like exactly i I like that you see really with all the characters and next episode gets into that a lot that love for someone or something is kind of like the uh motivation for whatever their actions are yeah yeah yep to compare this to something like the resident evil series where it very feels very much feels like the zombies are the focus and the umbrella corp is the evil that that they're fighting and never Mm. in this series it never really feels like um an eradication of the infection or the infection um being the ultimate whatever in the world like there, there's just so many things going on and all like you said like very all these emotions and and real deep character things that like the infected are there but it's not they're not the uh you know the on-screen presence that they they mm-hmm. necessarily some people feel like they maybe need to be or whatever which is which is good yeah and i want to come back to this point in just a split second so um the end of this episode is where they get to the state house the fireflies are all dead um there is a neat moment where they talk about how the uh infected are all the everything's connected and all of like yeah. the tendrils and everything kind of connect them so their position is kind of given away and they know that uh infected are on their way to the building and so this is where tess um sacrifices herself essentially to blow up this the state house and all the infected and allow joel and ellie to get away weird moment with the kiss i'll come back to that in just a second (laughs) but anyways back to the to the love being like the driving force also in the official podcast they mentioned that this episode started originally started with um tess when the outbreak started that her family and i can't remember the exact details but basically like her husband and her son were locked i think that she locked them in a basement and i can't remember if she killed them or if she left them locked in that basement so that she could escape dude she pulled like, a 28 were, days later <laughs> yes yes essentially that's what happened and so i am so i'm so sad that they cut that first of all yeah. that wasn't in the game um but i thought that was a really cool development for her because it made so much more sense that when she believes that ellie you know could be the cure for this thing like that means everything to her that like they need this is more important than me like Mm. they need to go do this thing yeah that's that's really interesting and and also i i did want to ask did you listen to the companion podcast through all for every episode or um i did for like the first few and then i not because i lack of interest or anything i just didn't keep up with it for the rest of the series but i definitely want to go back because uh it's really really cool it's it's always hosted by troy baker um, oh i didn't know that yeah he's the voice of joel in the game and also plays a part in the show. Yeah. And typically, um, Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann are on, but I think they have a couple different guests throughout the show. Is it like we're like Pedro Abella at any point like guests, or is I, it not? So I don't much? know. I don't know if they are in the later ones. I know in the first three they are not. Okay. But I hope they are in some of the others. Yeah, me too. And then did you also watch any of the BTS after the show stuff? 
after the episodes. Oh um, yeah, I did watch. I did watch all of those. You did. I love those. Okay, wow, you did a lot better than I did. <laughs> I'm doing. I'm very. I'm so invested in this series. I do. I almost. I think now I want to go back and watch that behind the scenes stuff. They're cool. I mean, they're only like maybe five minutes each. They're so worth it though. It's really like you just get one or two little like bits of detail for each episode, but they're yeah. they're always very cool. Yeah. Um. So, anyways, that is, so this episode ends where. Oh, the kiss. Yes. <laughs> the tendril kiss. <laughs> the tendril kiss. This, um, they tried to explain this in the podcast they and I just wasn't, I just wasn't about it. Okay. And I still don't know exactly. This is the only, I think, as of right now, the only part of the show that really lost me a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> I just don't know what was going on there where it's it's where, very um it's really unnecessary is the word i would use yeah. like it just doesn't it doesn't need to be there it's who's jerking off to this is what i want to know <laughs> clearly somebody i need okay i do need anyone listening to find that episode of the companion podcast and just listen they, they i mean they try they try their hardest man they i mean they <laughs> almost sell it that's funny it's but, like going in they kind of knew they're like okay at what minute in the podcast are we going to hit on the tendril kiss and really, didn't really defend this it's like the only thing on the notes they were just like yeah. defend to the end that's funny <laughs> all right so then we get to episode three huge huge episode oh my and god this is yeah lots of things on screen and off screen to talk about with this one this is the bill and frank episode all right um this was one that i i feel like made headlines i don't know maybe just in my little circle of internet but um this was divisive for a couple of reasons this is the first major deviation from the game um and so this is the episode where bill and frank meet and it's essentially you know goes through like the different periods of their life up until the very end yeah and there's lots of details in there. It's a very special episode. And I, I highly recommend watching it if you haven't. But um, as someone who didn't play the game, what are your thoughts on just these characters or just this episode? Um, okay, so first I will say shout out to both Nick Offerman and Murray Bartlett um, just for just for their performances. Phenomenal. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Bill, Bill and Frank, respectively. Uh, getting lots of praise all over the internet. Phenomenal, like you said. Just, um, just super, super good things also apparently nick offerman got this role because um he, he was like not he was like 50 50 on it or something or maybe had um complications with another project he was considering with something like that and then megan mullally his wonderful wife read the script for the episode and said like if you don't take this like you're an idiot basically like more or less which is which so that led him to take in the role of bill which is pretty cool um, yeah they talk about that in the podcast too do they I think they had yeah i think they had someone else lined up but he was like their first choice I, okay and they talk about um and i know we've 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 talked about this before with other movies and shows um they they wanted they wanted someone who was typically like a comedic actor because um they just feel like like comedy and tragedy kind of go hand in hand and that you've seen we've seen so many like comedic actors take on these more tragic roles and they take them very very seriously and they know how to i guess like present those emotions sometimes even more so than someone who's like acclimated to being in dramas and whatnot yeah um and i and i think like when when it, like like he's very good at, at playing that like uncomfortable um still being gay but not really sure of, mm-hmm. or, or sure of himself but but afraid to give into it or you know whatever um let his guard down type stuff so i think like that casting of nick was was very was like perfect um and then and then i also like that 
Um, they did cast, uh, you know, a gay man and Murray as uh, Frank and Peter Hoare, the writer of this episode, is also homosexual, or the director, I'm sorry, is also homosexual, um, because I, I believe when they were going to cast or thinking about casting Nick, they went to both those guys and said, like, is it, not like, is it okay, but like, is it, is it not, is it not cool, like, if we're casting a straight man in this role? And they were, and they were both like, well, yeah. like, he's a great actor, you know, let's do it. Um, yeah. And, and so that, that killed uh, yeah, but the episode in general, I I was bawling by the end of it. There's too many things to say about it that I can't even, you know, I won't get into everything. But it's it's tremendous, tremendous episode between the acting, the writing, uh, the emotions that are felt. Not a single infected in the episode. Or me? No, I think just, just uh, like, looters, right? Just um, whatever yeah, you call oh, uh, Yeah. Yeah. Just that. So, but, but still, there's some action, which is cool. Um so I love the episode, but then the whole thing about it is obviously um, the deviation is the big one here, and the complaint about Bill and uh, Joel never interacting is is the one the one complaint that I kind of understand because supposedly it was very good banter in the game. So I would you know that would be fun to see. Um, yeah. But I but other than that, it was like a pretty pretty perfect episode for me. Yeah, I, I thought so too. Uh, when I mentioned like the headlines, I saw like a bunch of people were saying like this is the best episode of television in like, <laughs> years, and I I think that that could be true. Like it's, it is really yeah. really, it actually is that good of, of an episode. Um, the little scene with the strawberries, like there's so much stuff that was just like unexpectedly so heartwarming. I guess in the episode, the little Nick Offerman's laugh with the strawberries, which is supposedly yeah. his because he uses it in parks all the time, and I guess that's his real laugh, which is funny. Oh really. <laughs> Um, but then this is okay. So we talked about this episode being divisive and you had messaged me. I, I hadn't seen this until you said something that this was an episode that got review bombed by, uh, you know, I guess homophobes or something. Yeah. I'm not sure. Um, which is just like absolutely awful that that would happen because this episode deserves way better than that. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I, this is, this is a case where I liked the deviation in the, okay. in, in the game. And I'll be super quick about this, but in the game, the whole section with Bill is more about navigating his traps that he sets. You know, in the yeah. show, it shows how he sets all these traps and everything. And it's kind of like navigating that. Um, and then you do meet Bill, you run through him, and you really only see Frank as a – in the game, Frank has hung himself and he wrote a note. Him and Bill had had a falling out, which you see I thought might, was possibly going to be that in the show. They do have – you know, they do fight um, – in this episode. Um, but in the game, they have a falling out and Frank runs away and ends up getting infected. And anyways, in both cases, it's really tragic, but in the show, it just, it was much, much deeper yeah. than it was in the game. So I, I liked the deviation a lot. Um, I obviously I haven't played the game, but I did know, I did know that's more or less what happened in the game. So I will say like, um, I like, yeah, they took, they took a chance to do something different and to really, uh, flesh out this story. And I do like that. And about the, I'm so sorry. And about this review bombing thing, like also, yeah, um, one one thing that I just think a lot of people were trying to hide behind is because it was getting a lot of ten and nine stars, you know, on IMDb and whatnot, and then all of a sudden, or Rotten Tomatoes, and then all of a sudden, uh, all these one stars were coming in, and and some of the one stars reviews were just saying I didn't like that it deviated from the game, and there's just I can't ima- I just can't find a scenario where this episode was so bad to people because of that that they would rate it a one star if it was a four or five because it was a good episode and deviated from the game, that's, you know, that would make more sense than what I felt like was just uh, a mask, a reason to give it a one star when they, 
when really that wasn't why they felt that way, you know? Right. Um, so I didn't like that, but, uh, anyway, yeah, beyond the review bombing stuff, whatever the, um, I, the, I wanted to ask you when they do at the very end, like the zoom out of the window or whatever is that's like the opening, um, or like the title screen of the game or something, isn't it? Um, yes. Okay. And so also in the companion podcast, I said originally windows kind of play a big, uh, or they're like a running theme, I guess, in the mm. game. You see a lot of different windows. And it's it's always after moments like that, you know what I mean? Like something kind of tragic, and then you just see like a pan out of a window. Um, they said initially every episode ended with a window somewhere. Really? And then it's, uh, yeah, at some point they were like, this might be a, this might be a little much. Well, yeah, I agree, actually. I'm glad I don't... <laughs> Yeah, but uh, yeah, it definitely, this was the right place to use it for sure. Yeah. And also the the music, the use of music too. I love that they're listening to the same art. When they get, when Joel and Ellie get in the truck, they're listening to a tape of the same artist that Bill sings earlier. Yes. Um, yeah. Also, uh, didn't touch on it, but we'll have to come, we'll definitely be revisiting later. In the ep- end of the first episode, um, Ellie makes a comment about the music, the whole radio system that Joel has with Bill and Frank. And uh, a song plays. It's a Depeche Mode song. I can't actually think of what it's called right now. I forget. But too. anyways, um, in, in that first episode, it's like, oh, that's a sign for danger or whatever, which they kind of explain that in the third episode. But anyways, that song comes back later. So I just wanted to note that, I guess. So And also um, when they... I they might I think they show him sending out the message maybe whatever Do, does Frank or does Bill not he doesn't he send out that more the distress uh like the eighty song whatever after he decides what he's gonna do with Frank isn't isn't that like what happens mm-hmm. I think like so he's basically sending I, out like we know you know come 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 I don't know we're if I remember I think that Joel says if if something hasn't been played or if it hasn't been anything's been done to it in like x amount of time then it just like reverts to their signal for bad yeah okay that's yeah i do remember him saying that because that's like one of the great scenes uh when they see the the wall of guns and ellie's like can i have one and he's like no she's like there's a wall of them (laughs) so funny (laughs) um so then we move on to episode four and this is where we get to kansas city this is a very fun part of the game um we run into big scene for Ellie where Joel runs into a, a scuffle with a couple of guys, almost gets choked out. Ellie saves him by shooting the guy. This is the first time that she's used the pistol. This is the first time that Joel realizes that Ellie Even took a pistol yeah. from, yeah, from uh, Bill and Frank's. <laughs> and then this is also our intro to Kathleen, which yeah. is an original character. And she was fucking menacing. One thing I didn't expect though, is that she's literally only, Oh no, she's in the next episode too. But just the fact that for some reason I thought they were setting her up to be, a late stage villain, but I, but I like that Me she too. wasn't, I guess, you know, Me too. <laughs> yeah. So that was cool. Played by, who is she played by? I kind of want to give her credit because I feel oh, like, Oh yeah, for her. sure. We should give her credit. Uh, um, Melanie Linsky is her name. Mm, apparently. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. So then let's see, they do meet Henry in this episode. Is that right? I believe at the one, well, at the very end they are, um, oh, yeah. They wake up. Oh, to them. we see. Yes. Okay. Yeah, so you're right. We, we see Henry yeah. and Sam. Yep. For a little bit, um, which is wait, they're they're brothers, right? 
Yes. Am I am I an idiot? Okay. <laughs> I think both the game and the show they didn't change that. Yeah. Right. No, they have the yeah they definitely have the same relationship. I just had to make sure I had that right. <laughs> There's such a big age gap, honestly. Yeah. But, but um okay so Henry and Sam I, yeah. who are brothers who are on the run um from this group of they're what just bandits they're not Fedra they actually hate Fedra but like a Kathleen's group yeah they're the yeah they're the whatever yeah I forget if they even have a name but they're more or less like a Fireflies light group but with worse intentions yeah <laughs> are they are they not uh, Fireflies are they sorry I don't know <laughs> no they're not they're not okay um so okay so then yes the episode ends with Joel and Ellie uh falling asleep and they wake up to Henry and Sam being right there. What? That's one thing that I was like, come on, Joel. Like, all he did was scatter some glass by a door. I don't know. I just felt like there was literally a billion other options. Because if you put a couch or a door in front of the door, not only is it going to block it, it's going to make so much noise when somebody yeah. tries to open it. I just thought that the, the when he's already half deaf, which we learned, basically, <laughs> that the glass... I was going to say, anything. is this episode where... Yeah, okay. That's what I thought, too. <laughs> <laughs> and then is this the episode no it's not never mind okay uh, <laughs> we'll i was trying to think if this is the episode with the joke book um oh yeah is this well when do we first because it comes throughout um it might know. actually be because i know it i know it's the episode where ellie has the magazine which is also a part from the game which was really funny yeah the sticky um, pages a magazine yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah so that probably we probably hear it in this episode i'm sure yeah um, okay, so then we get to episode five, Endure and Survive. This is uh, this is a big episode. Uh, this is like the Henry and Sam episode. Um, big moment in the game. Uh, we find out that Henry and Sam are on the run because Henry is was responsible for Kathleen's brother's death. And um, let's see. Turn him into like Fedra, we... right? Yeah, oh, for medication yes. for Sam's leukemia. So, so obviously we're... We're getting we're getting information telling us um, that he did something. Why why he's on the run, but not because he's evil. Because you know, obviously, like, yeah, very good reason. And and we all, and Sam is also um, just a note. Sam is also deaf, and he's played by a deaf actor, which is cool. Oh yeah. Uh, Ellie and Sam playing all kinds of games, become good friends. Yeah, oh, I love this. Uh, okay, then we get to this sniper scene, and uh, I thought this was really really cool. Because this was something that was in like the BTS at the end, they talk about when Joel sneaks up to this guy that's uh, trying to snipe them or whatever. Uh, Joel says like, "Don't move," essentially saying like, "I'm not going to kill you if you just stop what you're doing." Yeah. And and the guy doesn't, but they were just noting how like the look in his eyes is basically like. I want to die. Like I'm an old mm-hmm. man living in this world right now. Like I want to die. This, this felt like um, it could be a scene out of something like Saving Private Ryan, almost of like a sniper in a war that's just yeah. like like just beyond just realizing what he's doing and everything, and somebody coming up trying to trying to do everything they can to give him a chance, and it's just you know he doesn't he's done with it. Um. Yeah. And then this is also the scene with the bloater, which is very cool. very short. Um but very very intense um I'm tr- i wanted to make sure that i get this right because the bloater is who kills perry is that's kathleen's right hand man right yes and then the little thing which i have no idea what we're calling that 
a child clicker. Child clicker, according to this. <laughs> which was absolutely terrifying. Um, that The child clicker is what gets a hold of Kathleen. If you have, uh, to anybody that's seen Megan, it's basically a Megan clicker, is what's, <laughs> like, honestly. Like, the way it moves and things, like, it's fucking horrifying. <laughs> uh, this is the only time we see the bloater in the series, if I'm not mistaken. Like, the only... Yeah, and I, yeah, and I forgot, I mean, I didn't really wasn't a big deal, I guess. But in the episode before is where there's a weird moment where you see, like, the sewers with the cracks in it. Yeah. And it's, like, it's just weird because it's, like, a moment in the show, but I was, like, really unsure of what that, what was coming out of <laughs> yeah. that hole. Um, then when I saw it was the blower, I was like, oh, okay, that makes a little bit of sense. I'm glad that they um, had it and everything, and it looked cool, but I, I just felt like there was a lot of trailer stuff surrounding that shot of it coming out of the ground, only for that to kind of be, like, the only, like, the the main the only main shot we ever see of it besides the want to kill somebody yeah like, I, I don't know I was I was I that's one thing I do I wish we had seen it like one other time even if it was running away from it I like I don't you know anything yeah I saw a lot of that people that were just like kind of underwhelmed by the bloater and the use of the bloater use of the bloater <laughs> um okay so then the the big ending of episode five is when they get to a hotel Sam and Ellie have a little discussion on the uh, what is that. The little notepad, I forget what it's called. Oh, but, I uh, don't know the name of it, but... Yeah. Anyway, Sam reveals that he's been bitten, um, and Ellie tries to give him some of her blood because she knows that she might have the cure. She wants to save him. And when she wakes up, Sam's infected, and Henry kills Sam and then kills himself. Which is and, uh, where I cried this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was really, it was really uh, intense. And the, the episode just ends on a very, very sad note. Um, Ellie writes, I'm sorry, on their little notepad and leaves it on uh, where they buried Sam. Um, okay. But, and that's, exact, that's also um, <laughs> one-to-one in the game in terms of how they die, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Sad stuff. <laughs> sad stuff. Yeah, the, the series is – it's just like my sister's sad movie club. It's like it's very, very sad, but I loved tuning into the torture every single Sunday. Exactly. Every time we went in, we were your sister at the start of the yeah. – before that movie and then after the exactly. episode. <laughs> um, okay, so episode six, uh, Kin. This was a very cool episode because uh, Joel and Ellie make it to Jackson, Wyoming – that's where Joel finally gets reunited with Tommy, which is huge, huge, huge. Um, Tommy has a huge role in the second game too, so it's just like yeah. I really just love like their relationship, and also uh, who who's the actor that plays Tommy? I know it's like Luna. Let me get this. Um, one of the uh, uh, something Gabriel Luna. Yeah, Gabriel Luna. Yeah, <laughs> he does a phenomenal job. As Tommy. he's really good. This was. Uh, and underrated tears, maybe not the right term, but the, whenever they reunite, I I think like when, a, oh, just yeah, a single no. little tear came down. I wasn't like, yeah, like when jo- just when Joel yells like Tommy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was like, oh yeah. no, they're back together. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay, and then we meet Tommy's wife Maria, who's pregnant. That's a a deviation from the game as well. Okay. Uh, which I think is cool because I think that could have some big effects um in a second season yeah. you know again revisiting like fatherhood and what that does to a person during an outbreak <laughs> um ellie from sarah learn or, sorry from maria learns about sarah and what happened to her and then joel discusses with tommy like one of the big things is uh his fear i guess of not being able to protect ellie while he's trying to take her to the fireflies yeah he's really finally because of his to... hearing 
yeah exactly feel his feel his shit like <laughs> yeah everything going yeah. on <laughs> um so then joel and ellie kind of have an altercation here or I, I don't know what you want to call it a tiff and <laughs> uh it's it's you know ellie tries to i guess reason with joel saying that you know every it's gonna be okay like he knows about sarah the same thing's not i mean she knows about sarah the same thing's not gonna happen this is obviously super upsetting to joel so they have a falling out for like one second but then the a next morning if you will <laughs> <laughs> they get back together in the morning and uh they are back on the run um yeah they're get tommy gives them a horse or the, whoever the town or whatever um yeah you know, sets them up and because because Tommy Tommy says something right along the lines of like you you need to be the one to do this I think or does or am I making this up in my mind does he not say something to Joel like I can't do it well I'm one because he has to yeah he does be there for his pregnant wife but yeah like you got to do it and stuff and and then yeah Joel's remembering Sarah and the fact that he's you know I mean that's he losing Sarah is like he you know he's thinking to himself I can't I'm just gonna lose Ellie I can't do this I know you know what happened what's gonna happen but. Uh, yeah, it's a really, really like emotional um, uh, episode and and moment. Okay, so one more thing that I want to say about episode six is there's a couple little nods um, to some characters that come back in part two of the game, but aren't shown in the first part of the game, uh, mm-hmm. and that's Shimmer, which is the horse, and oh. <laughs> Dina who I won't elaborate on. She is in part two. And you really, it was like, you just like see her in the background of a scene. And then again, the Reddit lured her on it. And uh, they pulled like some dialogue from the second game where like Dina and Ellie first like recognize each other. And they mention where they see her in the show, which is like when she was eating and, Wow, do you know what I'm talking that. about? I guess I like, no, do you, I don't. Yeah, sorry. I didn't so know that. yeah, it was when Joel and Ellie are having like their first meal and they're just kind of like chowing down, going crazy, and it's like a character in the background. She kind of like looks at Ellie and then runs away. Okay, and I think Be- I think they make a comment about like maybe you should slow down or something like that. Yeah. Okay, because because that's because obviously in the second game, um, it's not really a big spoiler or anything, but that's just like where they they like settled down. That's where it starts off, right? Is here in the Jackson, Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, settlement yeah. yeah okay yeah i didn't i did not know that <clears throat> um so then we move on to episode seven which is left behind and, oh oh actually did maybe we didn't talk about the end of episode six i'm sorry when joel gets attacked yeah and uh yeah which is also a deviation from the game because in the game he falls onto some rebar and i, I did not oh, know how really? he was gonna <laughs> yes he has like rebar just like pierces through his body like Jesus. i didn't know how he was gonna come back from that it's still pretty intense in the show he gets stabbed and then yeah does the thing that everyone does but you're never supposed to do and pulls it right out um so you know the episode ends with that song the same it's like a uh cover i guess from the of the Depeche Mode song from the end of episode one. Um, and Ellie is left with this like bleeding out Joel. Yeah. Like don't, don't die on me. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. Then we get to episode seven left behind. So this is the DLC that you mentioned. This is basically the story of Ellie and Riley. Um, it's a very cute episode. This is like their journey to the mall, which we knew was going or is what happened. We just didn't know we were going to see it all. Um, Ellie and Riley, they're in the mall. And, I mean, there's a whole storyline there. Like, Riley's going to join the Fireflies. Ellie is, like, very opposed to this. Um, 
they have their special night in the mall and then it ends in a kiss and then they get they get attacked by an infected and they both get bit during the struggle yeah this is our fr- we can't remember if we've gotten a hint up to this point um we've gotten hints of her at the mall but i think this is our first um like good realization that she is gay right if i'm not mistaken yeah. that, that ellie's gay yeah i think so there's only one other comment tess asked if she has a boyfriend in the first oh, episode okay. i think and she says no the way she says it is kind of like maybe very very slightly hinting like because gotcha. she's like confused that she has a boyfriend but yeah otherwise first episode yeah um and uh yeah it's, it's really i love just the atmosphere of this episode the um I feel like the behind the scenes stuff, if I had to guess, probably talked a lot about the, um, the what am I looking for here? The the, the build, building the 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 scene and everything, the mall basically. Like like um, I I have no idea obviously, so I'm probably wrong. Um, but just because just because uh, they do such a good job of creating the mall and the arcade and the different oh, stores yeah, yeah, yeah. and everything within it. Um, oh set, yeah. Set set is the word I'm looking for. I, just, I couldn't yeah. think of I guess like. <laughs> Uh, um yeah they have the the mortal Kombat game in this right yes yeah game. that's what they i was play. so glad they had that yeah that's really cool um and uh, like you said they do or did you say they get well they get attacked i think you said um and because i was gonna say so they get attacked by a by an infected and uh this is where we first find and this is ellie had mentioned earlier that she had killed someone before and whatnot and so this is in obviously or i don't know i I think obviously you know um it's hinting at the fact that she had to kill um riley after she became Mm -hmm. infected uh because does that happen in the game i believe so i don't remember that part as much but i i'm pretty sure okay Uh, i mean and then that's when ellie would find out that she um is immune to the infection but one not a complaint but just a very obvious uh, observation that i had about throughout the entire series is that this show loves its um, attacks that are revealed after the fact, whether it's happening to Tess being bitten, these two being bitten, Sam being bitten, Joel being stabbed, like every, it just like every encounter happens. And then, and then as soon as it's over, oh, you know, we get the, the aftermath. I, I can't, I don't think there's ever an actual shot of anybody like being bitten that later was, you know, was a reveal to be infected. Like, obviously, you know, because that affects the reveal of it, but even if it was just a reveal to the viewers and not the other characters in the show, that we never, I don't think we ever see that. Yeah, I had actually not put any thought to that until, <laughs> until you just brought it up. I don't know why, just because I just kept noticing. It just kept, like, it just every every single time that it happened, yeah. there was never, because I rewound, I rewound this scene specifically of the fight um, because I, I just thought it was a little funny that at the end of their encounter with the infected, they both hold up their bites and I went back and there's never, there's, you know, in every case, there's a scene where the infected is either behind them or struggling right. with them, you know, same thing with Tess and everything. Um, but yeah, we never, there's never like a, so like, yeah, we're on episode seven. <laughs> this is the fourth character or I guess. By the end of the episode, four characters have been yeah. <laughs> revealed bites, but have never been shown being bitten. Right. Yeah. I don't know. Something I just noticed. Maybe Dang. we'll get maybe we'll get a bite in season two. Who knows? I hope I hope <laughs> I hope they're listening. Because this is actually very important. I can't believe this never occurred to me. <laughs> um Okay, so uh the episode ends, Ellie stitching Joel back up, and then we move on to episode eight, when we are in need. 
Um, okay, so this... Make sure that I get this right. Yes, this is the episode with David and... Wait, which one is played by Troy Baker? James, Troy Baker's James. James. Yeah. Yes, who is David's right-hand man. Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think of how I want to tackle this episode. So do you remember their first encounter with David? Because we see David and James separately first. Is that right? Um. Shoot, how does it... Um... We first meet the Oh, group. Ellie. Okay, Ellie is not with Joel. Right. And then she is she's hunting that deer, okay? And that's when da- that's when we meet David and James. Well, we do we do technically meet them before that. We meet we meet them when they're talking about the burial and or funeral and burial oh, yeah. of the girl's yeah, father. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they go then they go out to hunt for deer. Yeah. Yeah. And that actually that's super important because yeah. they yeah, they talk about not burying her because I didn't know it should have been obvious when uh, they, there's a line that the girl says like when can we bury my father and a very a Dave a very like um, like uh, I don't know how to say his expression you know a very not like uh, convincing David I should say says like we'll have to wait till the the spring for the ground to thaw you can kind of tell something's going on there um, my dumbass didn't realize it was what it was what was happening but there you can tell there is something happening. Yeah. Um, sorry, not yeah, you dumbass. I just like, <laughs> no, no. I mean, it's true. <laughs> I just meant yes. That <laughs> this is going on. I I don't know how to, to rephrase what I was trying to say. Just forget it. Anyways. Um. Okay. So then Ellie encounters David and Joel, and David and James. David and James. What? Yeah. Whatever. She met Joel a while ago. We talked about that. <laughs> um. Okay, so David and Ellie have a conversation which turns south because David reveals that the person that Joel killed and also the person, or I guess the group that Joel killed and the person who stabbed Joel was a member of David's group. Which is like a pretty cool and, you know, uh, uh, shuddering reveal yeah yeah and i've totally forgot that that's that's something straight from the game and i totally yeah. forgot. like the way that that's kind of revealed where he's like oh a group of men or you know a deranged man traveling with a a, a little girl and it's yeah like, oh, when he fuck. says like and he, and he had a little girl with her and all of a sudden she's like shit uh and speaking of the game also um i did see somebody on twitch play like the deer hunting scene so in the show i think she just shoots it right and tracks the blood um yeah i think so okay because in the game it's where it's obviously game. I just noticed that it's it's a bone arrow. I think unless you can get a gun for the, I'm not sure how the game works. But in the one I saw, it was somebody using a bone arrow, and it's one of those you have to shoot it like three, like shoot it, track it, shoot it again, track oh, it. Oh yeah, I'm yeah, just yeah. Like, this gear's a tank. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure in in the game, Ellie only ever uses a bow. I guess maybe the cutscene where she saves Joel. I I don't remember that as much. I that does okay. happen though. Now that I think about it. But yeah, she when you. This so this is the episode where you actually play as Ellie yeah. in the game also, and yeah, you you just have a a bow and arrow. Okay. And this is the infamous like the rabbit that gets hunted. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, cutscene. Oh, okay. So in the game, the, <laughs> when this part like where it's snowing, when it opens, there's like a a white rabbit. It's like being very cute, running around, and then it gets hit with an arrow. <laughs> Oh Jesus! And it's just one of those scenes, like you know, there's a ton of clips of people's like, 
you know, blind reactions where they're playing. The oh, game, you know? yep, 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 yep. Oh, I remember adorable. this now. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> I am 100% remembering this now and will probably look up videos. Yeah, which there is a nod to because I think at some point Ellie takes some hanging rabbits or something like that. There's definitely some kind of interaction with Ellie and rabbits she, in the show. I think she tries to shoot one and misses or something. No, I have, I can't remember. Oh, there yeah, is, I think that, yeah, I think you might be right. There's something, I remember like seeing a rabbit and then I think like it gets away and it's her like, oh shoot, and, which is like a very, like a hilarious play yeah. on what happened, you know, like a very good way to subvert expectations, not copy the exact thing, but and have a nod to it, which is yeah. Funny. And I could be wrong, actually. I, fuck, I don't remember. She could have blown its brains no, out. No, you know what? <laughs> Whether you are or not, I'm doubling down on this as well and saying okay. I think you're right, and I like this scene you described, whether it happened or not. <laughs> um, okay, so then this is where Ellie and David obviously split up after that kind of awkward interaction there, where he reveals that Joel killed some of his guys. Um, <laughs> awkward. And then this is also, I don't remember exactly how it's revealed that, uh, oh, okay, okay, sorry. So this is also a big deal. I need to mention this. So they split up, and Ellie goes back to Joel. She tells him, like, basically that people are coming, and he needs to, like, wake the fuck up and, like, yeah. if anyone, you know, kill anybody that comes. And then she goes back outside to try and get the people away. She gets captured, and the horse, I believe this is when the horse gets shot. Dude, so sad. <laughs> I was freaking out when the horse got shot because I thought that they took Shimmer. Oh, okay. Um, which was going to make me sad because that's kind of like Ellie's horse later on. Yeah. Uh, spoiler, sorry. Uh, <laughs> but then at some point someone mentions something. Like, I don't I don't, I don't think it was Shimmer. I feel like it would have been a little bit bigger of a deal if it had been. <laughs> it's a weird yeah. attachment do I have to this horse for me game. But I anyways. I totally get it. My uh, <laughs> some of my favorite characters from games just ended up being the horse. So, like literally my favorite game of all time, Shadow of the Colossus. The horse oh, in yeah. the game is Bay. Um, I I had to pull it up because I'm I couldn't I, I, I couldn't resist. So she <laughs> finds a rabbit. She goes to chase it with the gun and then just trips uh, face first in the storm. Oh, That's okay. what happens. Okay, there we go. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I mean, you were basically right. Yeah, more just, or less. Yeah, just so I'm happy with that. <laughs> yeah. um all right so ellie gets captured this is where david reveals that uh he's been feeding his people dead human flesh yeah she well she sees an ear on the ground and he's not trying to hide it at that point yeah um and so then joel wakes up fucks up some of david's guys oh dude (laughs) ellie uh, fucks up some of david's guys specifically james um, she, this is one of the first people or like adults, I guess. that I remember she tells that, she, oh, she tells him that she's infected. Cause she bites him and then, and then says I'm infected. So now you are too. Yeah. And there's no but reason. David is kind of her. like in disbelief because oh. he mentions that like her wound, like that she would not be in the shape yeah. that she's in. Yeah. He, he kind of says that, but then James is, James is 100% convinced he like, he's bit like he's infected like at that point um yeah. based on his i'm at least in the in the show based on his reaction he's like oh, he because he's like oh, it looks pretty real to me or whatever you're right that yeah. david does say whatever and then um also just about the point of joel fucking up the dude i just i just want to say specifically when it was just a great moment of acting um of pedro just being like beyond done with every with all of these people and everything and and willing to do whatever he needs to get to ellie when he does the old map trick again like he does to the native americans 
um, oh, earlier right. on, but in a much more violent way where he has somebody where Ellie's located and the other guy the same thing, and if they don't point to the same location, you know, they're both dead or whatever. But as soon as he gets the location from the first guy, he kills him and then kills the second guy by saying, like, he's, what, he says, like, I believe him about the first guy. Um, yeah. You know, pointing out. And, and so I just thought that was a great, like, we've seen, we've seen, like, what Joel is, like, willing to do or sort of, like, we, we get the idea, but I just thought that that one, when he kills those two people, um, you kind of really know where his feelings are for Ellie and, you know, what he's willing yeah. to go through and do for her. So uh, that was great. But And, then, and know, it was he, cool to see him use an old trick, too. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the little the little callback, but uh, differently, just like the rabbit. But then, yeah, then we get to the to Ellie um, fucking some people up as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, then we've got Ellie fucking some people up, and then this is when, uh, what David or whatever gets a hold of Ellie, pins her down. Basically, comes out that David is a really disgusting person, and then she's she has set the place on fire at this point, right? I feel like this episode more than any other one I've completely butchered. But anyways, well, this is a this is a scene that I remember watching from the game. So I do the the whole fight between them and the sneaking around. Like this is like nearly one to one as well with the game, right? The, yeah. the burning of the the cabin, whatever the lodge thing that they're in. Him chasing her around, and then the the basically the attempted rape, and then what she does to him is all is all pretty much one-to-one with the game and a, and a huge moment for her uh, emotionally and, and de- character development. Yeah, because basically once she gets a hold of a meat cleaver and starts chopping at David, she doesn't stop. Ex- and, yeah. Um, dude, Bella Ramsey, I mean, I, it had been proven like way beyond this episode, but she is absolutely amazing. And like, I can't even... I don't even know how to describe like just how perfectly I think she captured Ellie. Like I, w- I was a believer from the beginning, but she is just absolutely fucking phenomenal so in good. this role. I, I, I was waiting. I was waiting for, for the, when we were going to like praise her. So now's the moment. I, I want to sing my praises of her as well <laughs> for just being amazing. I'm glad you said it. Cause she's like, she's just perfect for Ellie. Uh, again, I didn't play the game, but I've watched so many cutscenes and re- and read about Ellie and stuff that I think that like the casting ended up being so perfect for both Joel and Ellie, but people have doubts about Bella and, and some very um, shallow feelings and things about her, which are stupid, but she ended up taking this role and absolutely just like killing it in every way possible. And I think that um, a fine line that she walks uh, that that I w- kept finding myself thinking about throughout the series is that she she does such a good job of being sassy without being annoying, which I think is hard to do. There are there are yeah. character you know there are like especially around that age uh, or, or younger actors I should say it's there it's like hard to do that where you know you might get a direction to be to be annoying or whatever, but there's a certain point where it's like it's a turnoff kind of from an acting point. Um, and this is a very weird out there example, but the Babadook kid just screaming all the time, it's like, okay, like I, you're kind of just, you're not even, this isn't, <laughs> right. no, this isn't really doing anything. But like her, she's like like very sarcastic and all these things, but like the way that she does it, uh, that Bella does it, um, never ever like annoyed me or made me think, made me um, dislike her character in any way more than I was either supposed to or whatever. I, I she I, she just does such a good job. Yeah. And I, I love that they immediately said after the end of that season that even though like people were talking about concerns for like an age difference, I guess mm-hmm. in like how 
Bella Ramsey looks compared to how Ellie looks in part two, you know, as far as moving on with the show. And they were like, listen, we, we are not recasting Ellie. Yeah. Like it's Bella <laughs> Ramsey or it's, we're not doing it. Like, and uh, I love that because she, she's absolutely amazing. And so after it's this also, scene, Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just gonna say, it's also only uh, in the game. It's only four years later. So I think that's a very, very reasonable age gap to play, to have somebody play. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. You know, whether there's even a little bit of aging up makeup or, or whatever. And even at four years, you could easily, if you wanted to, people probably get their panties in a bunch about it. And I'm sorry, but you could even say it's two years. It, like, you know, I don't think that would right. be, you know, anything major or whatever. So, um, so yeah, it's smart to recast her. <laughs> um, okay. So then after that moment is Ellie, basically he comes to, <clears throat> sorry, Joel comes to Ellie right after all this has taken place and he sees like all of the trauma, everything that she just, well, well, I don't think he actually sees what happened, but he just sees that like shit went really, really sour for her. Yeah. And and her, she's, she's yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And this is, everyone talks about how he, this is what he says, baby girl. And it's like a huge moment. Uh, uh, I gotta be super quick so that I don't cry. Just talking about it. (laughs) Basically how, you know, it's like the first time that he said that, that he's like felt even sim any remotely close to the, way that he does uh, or did i guess uh, about his daughter 20 years exactly the moment that that's that that happens it's like he's carrying sarah at the end of episode one or whatever except this time he he you know he he kind of saved her or whatever he she's still with him and he's carrying her away and it's just like oh no yeah i can't talk yeah yeah um so then we move on to episode nine the (laughs) season finale look for the light so uh, this this episode moves really fast, and this is yeah. one of very few complaints about this episode. Is it or about this show? This episode's like forty three minutes or something like that, and I just wish like even just like one more minute, and I would have been <laughs> happier. I I agree. Um, I would have liked um I would have liked the added time to be Joel going through the hospital. I think or, me or too. something. Yeah, something like that. Because I know I I've been told I don't think I've watched this one, but I know from the game, um and obviously leading up to this moment in the show too, but. But for players in the game, that's a, a huge level of uh, going through um, and, and shooting all the people in the hospital getting to Ellie. Yeah. Um, so this episode opens up with Ellie's mother, who we had not ever seen in the game, so this is new, um, who's played by, oh, oh God, Ashley, Ashley Johnson. Ashley Johnson, who's the voice of Ellie. Love that little tie-in, I guess, to the game. Yeah, it's really cool that we get Ashley, Troy, and Marlene all in the, yeah. all in the, the show. Um, and um, so we find out that <laughs> in one of the craziest birth scenes I've ever seen. Oh, my God. <laughs> and that she uh, is, gets bitten by an infected as she's giving birth to Ellie. And then she's very shortly after found by Marlene, who, uh, you know, her like dying request is for her to take Ellie and to kill her, uh, which Marlene which, does. Which she's hesitant at first because, and because I want to ask you here, when she says that she was bitten after she cut the umbilical cord, I think that's a lie, but that's what leads to Ellie's immunity, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I saw that too, and I hope that's the case. I think that's a very cool idea. Yeah, I do too. Um,. I, one thing I thought was very cool about this is, like, uh, I hadn't really thought about the re- relationship between Ellie's mom and Marlene, but if there was ever a reason to have a filler episode in season two, like, I do think it would be very cool to see an episode that's a little bit more about her mom and Marlene and, like, 
whatever they did when they were because I don't know if they were Fireflies at that time or if this is like pre-Firefly Marlene or what, but like I'm sure they did some dirty work too, and I just think that'd be kind of cool to see. Uh, yeah, dude, if you did like more or less like the action version of the lo- of episode three, you know, of yeah, this flashback yeah, yeah. episode of how these two got uh, relationship is, except it's just like them like doing all kinds of crazy Firefly shit. That'd be awesome, right? <clears throat> Um, and then I think this is also a new moment. At least I don't remember it from the game. Um, Joel tells Ellie about how he tried to kill himself. Like the shot, there's a comment in episode two or three about, uh, I I think it's a scar or something like on his side and uh, on the side of his head. And he says, you know, someone shot at him and missed. And he basically tells her it was, that it was himself. Yeah. Um, and then right after this, and this is just these two, like, I, I don't know Joel this is actually kind of sad like at the start of this episode because Joel is like really trying to keep this like connection maybe even connect even more with Ellie after you know everything that just happened to them and she's just like not having it like she's yeah. really really down and out about all of this um and so then this is where the, they get split up because Firefly soldiers capture them both um Joel and this is like going through this quick but it happens so quick and again i just wish that this had just slowed down just a little bit if i um i do i think i remember reading the game that yeah them getting because in the in the show it's literally they're walking and as we see it i think they're like walking kind of towards the camera as the shot is framed and then the we see like the firefly people come from behind them and like smoked up smoke flashbang them whatever it is you know and like mm-hmm. you said it happens really fast i think in the game though it's um i mean you have a much better idea but it's like a I don't know, like a whole thing, but it's not that. That's I know that's not what happens in the game. Um, yeah, because I'm almost positive that you see the hospital with the firefly like spray paint. Okay. And then and then maybe that's when they get captured. I'm not sure, but I swear you see the hospital. And in the show, it seems like they're much more lost. Yeah. I did jump ahead though. I totally forgot to talk about the draft. We do have to talk about the <laughs> the draft for a sec. Dude, the draft for real. The okay, so the draft big moment in the game, big moment in the show because this is like the only thing that kind of picks Ellie up a little bit when she sees a draft and just like takes off running and Joel has no idea what's going on and chases her until they find this draft. <laughs> And so what's what is the final story on the giraffe and its condition? Um, it's uh it's a lion in a giraffe costume is what they okay. ended up saying. That's very believable <laughs> because it looks so 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 strange. And I don't know if you've rewatched it, but I have not. No, I haven't either. Um but yeah, it was like I just immediately after the in the the post episode thread on Reddit, everybody was like that giraffe looks so weird, looks so weird and then there were shots which I feel like I think they were just fucking with us that they took shots of a real with a real giraffe, you know, with the cast. I don't think that giraffe was ever used, but apparently like <laughs> it was used in some shots. And then, you know, it just whether those were the shots where it looked weird because of the blending or whatever, or if it if it's just the shots where apparently they did use a little bit of CGI for the giraffe. It just looked yeah off, just off, just just very off. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing I wondered if it was like you know like motion smoothing how it makes everything like like, i don't know if i don't know what the case was but i remember saying out loud whenever that seems on i was like this draft looks hilariously bad and And then yeah in the in the bts at the end it shows them with a draft with a real draft and i was like no fucking shot that's what's so (laughs) funny is that everybody seemed are both of us included so confident about how bad it looked and it's just like yeah no way like i can't be i whether whether I truly believe what how what I felt or at this point, you know, there I can't 
I, I, there's no way I want to think that I, I think a real giraffe looks that fake because I'm an <laughs> idiot, you know, like I can't yeah. be that stupid. So, so that's funny. Um, the other thing, or not the other thing, but the, I looked it up and the change that I remember is that in the game, Ellie almost drowns, which is not, that's not even close to what happens in the, the show. They, she gets captured by the fireflies after almost drowning in the show. We just said it's like a flashbang. And oh. That's literally it. So oh. that, that's a big change. Oh, I wish they had kept that because uh, well, I don't know. there's a little there's <laughs> more about Ellie's like fear of swimming. It actually is in oh. earlier in the show too. Actually, they say something that was the episode with the um, frog playing piano where she gets <laughs> she gets in the water <laughs> and she says that she can't uh, swim. Oh, okay, I do. They should have kept that, man. Yeah. Ah. Anyways. That makes sense now. Uh, so they get captured and then again moving very very fast Joel wakes up in the hospital a very short explanation where Marlene is saying that uh, they're getting ready for her surgery and that she that Ellie is not going to come out of this surgery in the game I think there's a discussion that takes place between Marlene and the doctor unless that's something that happens in part two I don't remember for sure but there's basically like you find out that Marlene is actually kind of known about this and just mm. hasn't been disclosing that to anyone. Okay, that kind of changes things a little bit. Yeah, and I will say that like when I played the game and everything, I never thought about that at all, like what might happen to Ellie when she gets yeah. to these doctors. But Mackenzie was like immediately, like at the end of the first or second episode, was like, what, are they, what does she think is going to happen when they get to these doctors? Like they're obviously yeah. going to have to take off and i was like okay well fuck off because that's a big i was like this is supposed to be a big deal at the end yeah that's funny (laughs) um okay so then you know marlene is basically gonna have joel escorted out of the hospital because he is upset and says that he is not gonna let this happen and then on the way out he does escape you know I love Spoiler. the move that he pulls where he's just like, I'm not moving. Well, he doesn't say anything, but he's just like, <laughs> yeah. like come on, keep going. No. <laughs> yeah. And then this is, Joel just goes absolutely fucking berserk. Um, it's a kind of interesting, I, the the way, I guess, that it plays out in the show, um, because it's just like, I don't even know. It just feels like a almost like a mashup where it's just like Joel like shooting these guys with you know his fucking <laughs> rifle and stuff. Yeah. But then Joel makes it to the top floor, whatever, left, end of the hallway, whatever room, to the surgery room. Final boss, yeah. Yeah, the final boss <laughs> comes in um, and, you know, plays out just like a game. But the doctor's like, I won't let you take her. He grabs a knife. Which this I, ends a, up... A scalpel. <laughs> this ends up being of... Um, without spoiling anything, for anybody that hasn't played the game that is listening, I, I would just say um, this is a very, very, very important moment. Um his interaction with the surgeon here right um yes in the, in the second game so and then saying. just correct me if i fuck up because i know that there's a lot of like scene splitting here the way that this plays out in the show <clears throat> but i know that joel shoots the surgeon takes ellie i don't think he does anything to the other doctors in the game no. you can if you want to but you know, oh. <laughs> yeah I know. I, okay i will say when i played the game I, I feel so stupid when i think about this when i got to that room i did not realize that i wasn't going to be able to get any further unless i killed this doctor like i remember like walking around and being like what the <laughs> fuck am i like why can't i just pick her up 
and then realizing like, oh, he's holding a knife. Like I, I, I have to kill him. <laughs> oh, he's got a, he's got a, a scalpel. Uh, no, a scalpel. Yes. <laughs> that, I don't know. That's just you being like a good guy. You didn't. Want, I think. It, yeah, I think that's what it is. I just didn't have it in me. You know. Exactly. You weren't immediately. Think about the people that walked in, and, and he says, and the doc, the surgeon's like, um, hold on, let me explain, and then they cap him in the three. <laughs> Molotov <nurses>. cocktail straight <laughs> yeah, to the exactly. dome. Like <laughs> that happened. That was, I kept seeing a bunch of comments that were like, I thought it was really interesting how they changed it from. Uh, burning the surgeon to just shooting him oh wait can you oh because that's what they did or yeah yeah because yeah it's not a cut scene like you oh actually do that act (laughs) yeah that's funny all these people were like i accidentally killed ellie it was worth it (laughs) yeah there's some twisted videos that are like killing the surgeon with every weapon in the game or something like (laughs) yeah all messed up yeah um so then joel grabs ellie he's making his escape he has a run-in with marlene and then I think this is where we cut to Joel in the truck. There's a brief moment where we're not sure if he has Ellie or not because Marlene's, like, last words before it cuts is, like, something about how she won't let him take her or something. Ellie wakes up, asks what happened. Joel explains, everything's fine. They found a bunch of other kids just like you. They've got the cure. Um, or, I'm sorry, they have the same deal, but they can't find a cure. Don't worry about it. We're back yeah. on the road. We're fine. Then we cut back and we see that Joel actually kills Marlene, which is fucking insane because I didn't see that coming from a mile away. Um, I, I officially disagree with Joel in this scenario, I will say. Like, as much as I've been on his side up until now, I think that this is, like, just one of the most selfish things that you could do. I am more or less okay with him saving Ellie, but when Marlene says, what, would, what do you think Ellie would choose and also, like, more or less, like, let her choose. And maybe she's not saying that, because she's kind of just saying, like, what do you think she would choose trying to guilt Joel? But I think at the end of the day, you could let Ellie make the decision and then walk away guilt-free if she says no, or if she says, like, literally, like, it's my choice, Joel, and I would rather save potentially the entire human race, you know, um, mm-hmm. than, than just live myself. Like, and I know that that's a huge that part of, of the choice and everything is now we're to the point where Joel, we see that he is so invested in, in Ellie as his more or less surrogate daughter now in place of Sarah that he's not going to let anything happen to her even if it were mean were, were to mean the savior of the you know his fellow his brother her him later everybody you know what i mean like right. so um i just think it's very selfish of him and i agree with Marlene about like it's just it's not he's not making the right choice or whatever um and I don't even know if I can say I don't blame him. I kind of, I kind of do blame him a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I actually, I do really like to hear you say that, even though I disagree. I, I, um, it, I guess I just like to hear someone who has the, the opposite feeling. I guess. Yeah, devil's advocate here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm, for for this one, I'm Team Joel, and um, I guess it's tough, like, because I, I absolutely understand everything that you're saying and whatnot, but I. It for me, it's almost it's like really hard to fathom that to, like doing that side of it. You know what I mean? And not yeah. just being like fuck it. Like I would fucking burn this world to the ground for this person that I care for. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, I guess I'm glad to hear you say that because um, they, the developers, everyone says like this game is so divisive and like we kind of like that it creates all these discussions. But like I said, for me, I can't even fathom it. Like it, I, I can't imagine the other side of it. So I mean, um, after everything, to hear you been, talk about it, like I, I don't know. 
Yeah, I and because I told I I mean I totally get it. Like at this point, if she's more or less Sarah, and after like everything that he's been through to get her there, like he can't. I I kind of I I I mean I understand where he's coming from for sure. Um, there's also a little part of it of he accepted. I mean, but that's that's the point. I was just gonna say like when he accepted the job, she was nothing but cargo. But it's like, well, no shit, Brian. That's literally what the show is. The in the game <laughs> is is that you know his his relationship with her and how it grows. Like, but I just think that when it comes to literally her potentially being the cure, that um, it just wasn't his choice to make. I guess at the end of the day, uh, yeah. to do that. Um, but I get, but like again, I get it and everything. So this is this is my favorite part. And I guess I, I'm gonna start kind of rolling into like this the <clears throat> season and the show as a whole is like this is my favorite part because this like when I played the game and when I watched the show like I have thought about this shit so so much and it's like I don't know it's just like really fascinating I guess like and I understand why it's divisive and everything because mm. it's like there's just so much there's so much depth to it like there's so much fucking depth to the show and to these characters. And, um, not to talk too much about part two or anything, but just like, I was blown away that they actually were able to expand on that in a second game. Cause like, to me, like this game, this story was like everything, you know? And, and I just love, uh, like I was saying in the beginning that it's at its core, it's really a star, uh, a story about fatherhood and about, you know, love, like the love, I guess, in these characters in the, uh, this post-apocalyptic world or whatever. Um, I don't know. I I I, to- I just I totally get it now when people say like the game is just more or less like playing a movie. Um, yeah, yeah. Now that it's adapted like this, and how faithful it managed to be, and still be so compelling and everything as a TV show, I just I get it. I one hundred percent get it. Still won't ever play it. Um, <laughs> they can fuck off along with Skyrim, but I but I get it. <laughs> uh, it's Oblivion, by the way. It's not even Skyrim. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, no. Um, you're right. Yeah, I meant to say it earlier. I just forgot to. Well, you but know since what? Since it came I, up again, I knew I was. I knew I wasn't right too. I knew I wasn't in the in <laughs> somewhere in my brain, but I just kept saying it. But speaking of, of games, I'm here on the actual Last of Us game Wikipedia, and um, I'm seeing that um, as a uh, as an influence to the game. Frick! I just lost it, and I want to die. But apparently, <laughs> Neil said that um, the influence, some of the, the two influences or two big influences for the game were a mix of Eco and Resident Evil Four, and I hope I'm saying the first name right. But the oh, Eco I C O is the more or less the prequel oh, kind of to Shadow of the Colossus, the game that I mentioned earlier, which is my favorite game of all time. Yeah, um, isn't that game about? Doesn't he have to save like the girl or whatever? Yeah, that's I think what's going on. That well, Shadow of the Colossus, if that's that's is what's happening more or less. You're defeating these big colossi or whatever to to save the girl. And I think that's what's happening in oh, Eco more or less too. Yeah. Um, so it's really cool to just have read, and I still can't find it, that he combined, that he was combining like um, things from Resident Evil 4 in that game to for this game. And it's like, I guess I'm just, I don't know, I'm just really convincing myself more. I just need to play it. It's kind of what's happening now. But I just think it's funny that I mentioned uh, both of those games, more or less, kind of. And yeah. That, that, that ended up being a thing here. Um. Oh, yeah, that is so awesome. I'm, wherever you found that, where, wherever that information There we go. While at university, Druckmann it. had an idea to merge the gameplay of Eco and Resident Evil 4. Okay. Yeah. 
I, I really, I mean, uh, man, the, the sto- just the story of this, I just think this is the coolest story. And again, it's for like that last, because of that last like discussion we're having is where like, I, I feel like I could talk about the story for fucking hours and hours on end. I could, yeah, for sure. Um, but yeah, so that's, that is season one in a nutshell. See you in two years for season two. Here, I'm gonna uh, before we get off. I'm gonna send you this really cool screenshot from uh, from the TV show. Don't think that's the game. That's a TV show. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I think this is straight from HBO, right? Oh yeah, there's the HBO logo in the bottom corner. Uh, yep, yep. No, just for the listeners, I just sent Jeremy a picture of the draft from the game because I well or from the show we're not 100% hey, well sure. exactly yeah yeah but what what the real mystery is is to be it. determined <laughs> we don't know <laughs> <laughs> all right um i think i mean that's really all i have i don't i don't i can't imagine fleshing out our discussion on this show anymore do you have any other like last notes last little things bts stuff other anything else that you want to no, talk about um well as far as bts stuff i'll probably Try to watch some more of that because I, I really love the show. It's great. I recommend everybody check it out, whether you've played the game or not, because it's just a tremendous piece, piece of television. Um, and uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey are, are really, truly, truly perfect as Joel and Ellie. I don't think they could have done a better job. So Yeah. Also, just included with the BTS, watching them like together and them talking about each oh, other yeah, like they're... they it, i feel like they have the bond that john and ellie have like in real life now yeah you want to you want to end this uh, show on the on something really creepy i found out let's go ahead and do that let's do well people are still listening <laughs> no they're, they're they're a fun like father daughter sort of relationship best oh shit friends i know where this set. is going uh leonardo DiCaprio and his girlfriend are the same exact age difference so let's yeah. think about that everybody <laughs> That, dude, I don't know. Something about putting it in perspective with those two people. I know. I like, oh, fuck. because when you think of those two and just no, for real, it's like it. Uh, it's gross. Okay, let's yeah. end on the ick. That's too much, man. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Have fun trying to sleep thinking about that Leo thing. See you. See ya.